The Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. What's going on, everybody? We're the Welcome to the Show podcast. I'm CT, and my good co-host, the best co-host on the planet, Manny, say what's up to the, uh, to the crowd. What is up? everybody that used to be how i used to introduce the show what is up i don't know why what is up the sky word ceilings <laughs> clouds fans fans are usually up yep peter lonzo just announced nl rookie of the year so surprised really? right now ct i had no I, I did not think it was gonna be him man i didn't see that one coming man i thought it was definitely gonna be soroka same here man soroka by a landslide i'm to- i'm totally kidding by the way same I mean, that that well deserved. He broke he broke both rookie home run records. So good for him. And Jordan Alvarez takes it in the American League. Uh, another you know shocker. I thought it was going to be uh, Mike Ford personally, but guess not. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Shane Bieber, Jordan, maybe. Jordan Alvarez. What do you what do you what are your thoughts on Jordan Alvarez for next season? I like I had mentioned earlier uh, or a few episodes ago. I sincerely hope that Manfred doesn't unjuice the baseball the uh, the baseballs because a lot of people's performances are going to suffer if he, if they do. Like Jordan Alvarez is a home run hitter, strict lefty power home run hitter. And if they and we saw in the playoffs, he fucking disappeared. And I'm not a believer. I'm not really a believer in players performances really shifting all that much in the postseason. I feel like for the most part, you are who you are. I think there is some pressure and pressure mounts and gets to you. But he was atrocious in the postseason, man. I'm talking in the ALDS and the ALCS. He had 41 at bats. I'm doing the math in my head right now. Not in my head, but it's here, but I can't. In, in in baseball reference, you can't sort the stats and get it all accumulated for you. So 41 at-bats, seven hits. Um, struck out 12 times against the Yankees, I think, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. Struck out 12, 12 times against the Yankees. Twenty In 22 at-bats, he had one hit against the Yankees, and that hit was a single. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I think he's a home run hitter. I think that if the baseballs get unjuiced and his power goes away, I think he's he's not going to be. I mean, if he were to replicate this type of season year after year, he's going to be the greatest player of all time. Let's put it that way. He hit 27 home Seriously. runs in, in, in 87 games. I think he's a good player, and his, his minor league numbers are really good too. Um, but like I said like 15 times already, if they unjuice, unjuice the balls, he's not going to be as attractive as as he looked this year. But, yeah, he deserves the award, 100%. Yeah, 100% he deserves the award. And he hits the ball extremely hard. So I could yeah. I could picture him being, like, extremely high strikeout, high home run totals. But all the other stuff that came along with it this year, like the batting average, the on-base percentage, I don't see those things trans- transitioning to next season. Yeah, I mean, these this was... I mean, close to awesome. Bond's level, you know, play here. 313 batting average, 412 on base, 655 slugging. That's insane. Also, the guy's not 23. No. Hell no. I don't care. It's awkward watching. First of all, um, before we get into all these top stories of, the, of, the, of Major League and sports in general, I'm sitting there. I'm like, it's like half hour before we started recording. And MLB Network literally has like a whole hour blocked off for this award. Well, I guess I wouldn't even call it an awards ceremony. It's just Greg, uh, Carlos Pena, and Bill Ripken Mm -hmm. in the MLB Network studio. And they got the three finalists on the TV screen. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's the draft or something. It's awkward seeing Jordan Alvarez with these other two children that are like in their early 20s. And he's just like, uh, you know, just like getting translated and everything. I'm like, all right. Like, I don't think this guy's 23. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe... He's a freak of nature, which I do think he is, regardless of his age. You know, he is a, a big guy and he hits the ball extremely hard. But I don't think so, man. I, I don't I don't think he's Did I say twenty three? I meant twenty two. Well, I mean, either way. He was twenty two during the age. season. <laughs> he was twenty two. He is still twenty two, is what I meant. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. I I agree with you. And an hour to find out who's gonna win AL Rookie of the Year and NL Rookie of the Year. 
just announced the goddamn awards. Like, if yeah, you're really we, sitting there watching this, then I feel sorry for you, man. You, you like you like, come on, man. Yeah, it's not and, that serious. Yeah, and we watched the seat. We watched the 162 games. Like, we already kind of had a have a, an idea of uh, who who's getting these awards. And I also, you know what? Thinking about it now again, maybe it's not that they blocked up a whole hour for this, but it's just for the rookie of the year award. Like, can you guys just do all the awards together? Right. Exactly. <laughs> just announce the MV- announce the MVP, announce the rookie of the year, the Cy Young award winner, manager of the year. Do do it all because if you guys are gonna spread this out for a week, <laughs> like, it's, come on. yeah. It seems like they're they're just creating content for MLB Network, which fine. Like I like MLB Network. I actually kind of like that channel. Um, compared to the other sports channels. Oh, yeah, um, same. But come on. Yeah, just save it all for one day and crank out an hour of this of nonstop. You know, that would be entertaining, I think. But an hour to wait for two awards to be announced, I would say the same thing if it was for the MVP. It would be bullshit. Like, come on. Yeah. And you know they're going to stretch the shit out. They're going to do the same thing for the Cy Young Award. They're going to do the same thing for the MVP Award. Um. Yeah, so get ready, people. You're going to be watching a lot of, you know, like, what do you even talk about in an hour? You re- This is the thing. Like, you just regurgitate what you've been saying all year. All year. Because right. throughout the season, everybody was, well, you know, when Jordan Alvarez came on the scene, since then, he was already getting, you know, touted as one of the rookie of the year. So it's all the stuff we've already heard. And I get it. Like, it's... Well, it's another... It's, it's, ho- n- now they're hawking a bat, a Pete Alonzo bat, for one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine with the with the rookie of the year uh, insignia or whatever you want to call it on there. They're just selling shit. They're just trying to take your money. God damn Wait, baseball. who's selling this? MLB. MLB Network or the Mets? I'm looking at this on MLB.com, so I'm assuming this is the MLB Network feed. Um, I got I gotta see this. And they just well the, the commercial ended, but it was a commercial a Pete Alonzo rookie of the year bat. Hmm. For, t- oh, for there you go. 120, $129.99, I believe, was the price. Wow. Crazy, man. Anyways. Um, I love baseball. <laughs> yeah, I love baseball, too. But baseball's always been good at kind of disappearing and letting, like, the others. I'm not letting because these other sports get way more views than, than baseball yeah. does. But baseball's always been good at just disappearing for a while. Well, and you, you start to miss it. You really start to miss yeah. it. Because I feel with, like, the NBA and, and NFL, even though those sports are a lot more, you know, by numbers, entertaining, they it's nonstop with the NFL or the NBA. Mm-hmm. We, know, we know what LeBron did in his time off, like, in L.A. somewhere. He got a new toupee or something. We know about it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's news every time something happens. In the NBA or the NFL, oh, in baseball, man. it's kind of like it's it's good that it kind of disappears in the off season because it makes you really miss baseball. You know, it does. It's true, it, and and there's nothing like when baseball comes back because it just signals in like everything good. Warmer weather's coming, the summer's coming. Yep. You know, the smell of grass, every, like everything is just everything starts to activate. You start to feel like positive again after a long you know it's already it gets dark at like five o'clock already you know what i mean oh, like god that's the most depressing like thing but but back to the to this whole thing it, it just it's an i don't, don't want to shit on baseball too much i feel like i shit on baseball all the time i'm surprised i'm a baseball fan but it just goes to show again another reason why baseball doesn't know how to sell itself like this is not a good way to sell yourself if i was a kid a 10 11 year old kid i don't know if i would sit sit there for an hour to watch who's going to win the AL and the NL Rookie of the Year award. I'd rather play, you know, MLB The Show or something and pretend like I'm one of these guys. Instead, get get me into the lives of these guys. What are they doing in the offseason? How do they train? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like yeah. that. Or or go away and then and then make it excitable when they come back. You know what I mean? Like, take a or break announce, for a little while. Announce the awards during the playoffs or something. Yeah. I don't know. If it, the yeah. playoffs don't come into play with the awards anyways so those that week where it's like the al ds and nlds get get the votes together and just announce the awards during the playoffs man i really don't give a fuck right same here sorry for cursing right. man damn it's all good man it's okay man i'm here shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh let, let's just uh get into some other top stories in the mlb the sport that we love uh, GM meetings kick off this week. The top 10 free agents. 
And, uh, you know, like, as I mentioned before, the, the greatest co-host ever. Uh, you, I guess you broke these out into rankings of the tiers yeah. of free agents. This makes, guess, so this I, makes total sense. Tell me, tell me if you agree or disagree. So, the, the, so, the, I, so I have them in three tiers, the A-level free agents, B-level free agents, and C-level free agents. And by the way, this is a really good free agent class because it doesn't include you know, the Didi Gregoriuses of the world and some other good um, free agents that are available. But my top tier, the A tier, is Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, and Anthony Rendon. Mm-hmm. My B tier, Josh Donaldson, Yasmani Grandal, and Hyunjin Ryu. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Ryu. Call him Ryu. Call him Ryu. My C level, you got your Mad Bums, Dallas Keuchel, Jake Odorizzi, and Cole Hamill. So those are my top 10 free agents that are available right now. What do you think of yeah. that? I have, I do not, I can't disagree with this at all, man. Madison Bumgarner, I love the guy and everything. Like, I think he's a, he's great for baseball, but. He's been riding that playoff performance for the last couple of years already. I know he's had injuries in between that one freak injury where he fell off a dirt bike or something. Um, yep, that was my cursed people, season. He got people, traded to me, and then the next day broke his fucking whatever <laughs> clavicle. I'm, a, I'm just I'm gonna throw out, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say clavicle because it's a great word. Yeah, because it is a great word. Is why is why I chose it. <laughs> uh, he. I mean, people, I think, I'm honestly, I'm just going to say it, man. I think people give this guy too much credit for what he did in the postseason six years ago. I don't, man. I think he's a good pitcher. He's a very consistent pitcher. He's been the same guy pretty much his entire career. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good pitcher. He's a, he's 29 years old. He People look at him like he's 30 fucking eight, I feel like. And he's yeah, 29. Yeah, and he's the same age as Garrett Cole. I'm not saying that he's not a good pitcher. What I mean is you have him in the C tier. And that's why I agree with it, because I think that's what he is. C-tier oh, free yeah. agent com- compared to these other names. For sure. For sure. So, so, believe it or not, he's the kind of pitcher that I could see the Yankees signing. Yeah, because like C-level. Yeah, they're going to save some money. And, and he's going to... He doesn't seem like he's a rat. He doesn't get rattled very easily. But I don't think yeah. he's going to go to the Yankees. But I'm just trying to make a point about my team, which I always tend to do. A lot of pitchers, man. You didn't even include... Yeah. Uh, Wheeler. I don't have I don't have Castellanos up here. I don't have Wheeler. I don't have Mustakas. Osuna's a free agent. He declined his his uh his wow. qualifying offer. There's a lot of good free agents out there. Out there. I'd have to. Oh, I know, I realize now. You try to limit this to ten. I would say I would I would have had to put Osuna in the in the C level. Over. Probably like Odorizzi. Or Keiko. For me, it's Odor. The season Odorizzi had this year. Um was pretty decent yeah i mean he was pretty much their ace the the twins yeah man and for and for josh Donaldson, he has monte grandal too right for those two guys that couldn't find that basically couldn't get a contract to start the season um i hope that they can sign like a a four plus deal four year deal cash four plus four year plus Ah, guys like donald Donaldson and Grandal. Out of this, you don't think because Donaldson's thirty four years old. Um, he had a really good year in Atlanta. So I love Josh Donaldson. I'm, I'm number one, I love this guy. Um, but I feel like people are going to look at his age. I could see him getting a three year deal, at the most. Yeah, I just feel like he he's he just. I don't see this guy ever being a bad hitter. Yeah, I don't you know? either. He's a freak, man. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, like I really, I mean, yeah, maybe you don't want to sign him for a lot of money because he's not going to be on the field playing defense. But as a hitter on an American League team, as a DH, I, I could definitely see this guy just always, how they like to say, mashing. Well, and and the top team that's rumored to be targeting him are the Texas Rangers. And that would be perfect for him because um, he'd essentially be replacing Beltre, although Beltre has been gone for a year now. But he's just as good defensively, and in that ballpark, he's going to hit a ton of home runs. He could hit 35, 40 home runs for sure. Um, so that would yeah. be a good move, and I think that would make them a, good, a better – they had a decent year this year. They could they could be even better this year. That, that division could be – if the Angels pull off a Garrett Cole uh, trade, aside from the Seattle Mariners, um, every team in that division is pretty decent. I mean, I think the Astros are still by far the best team. But after that, they're all pretty. I feel like the parity is pretty good. Yeah. You know what? 
I realized that I had started reading the top stories and kind of just stayed on this uh, free agents story. Oh, so man. I'll just I'll just I'll just continue reading on the list. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, multiple multiple MLB execs expect at least one of the following players to be traded: Francisco Lindor from the Indians, Chris Bryant from the Cubs. And Mookie Betts from the Red Sox, according to mm-hmm. Phillies inquiry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want to overglance that best thing. We'll get to it, guys. We'll talk about it. It's going <laughs> to piss me off, but fuck it. Um, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer, Phillies' number one priority is Garrett Cole. Go figure. Uh, San Francisco Giants hire Scott Harris as their GM. Yankees hire Matt Blake as the pitching coach. Super random. Uh, yeah. San Diego Padres hired Larry Rothschild as the pitching coach. That took no time. And that's actually the last headline. I was We would have spoken of the rookie of the years, but we already spoke about that. So Sure did. Show did. <laughs> All right, man. So as far as these players that can possibly get traded, um, I think I think all these guys get traded maybe before the season starts. And um, I got to just I face facts, man. Mookie Betts, yeah. it's, it just makes sense that we do trade him, to be honest with yeah. you. If we didn't go out if we didn't go out and sign any big names last season because we were tied with money, we're not going to sink ourselves into a decade long with Mookie Betts, especially since we're going to we're literally going to have to you know, match not trout money, but maybe like uh, Arenado money, yeah. you know. So I think it makes sense to trade him and see what we can get. And the the earlier we do it, the better, because I'm pretty sure the closer we get to to the season, we lose less le- we lose more leverage. Yeah, at that point, then you're gonna see Chaim Bloom or whoever the GM is um, <laughs> wait <laughs> wait until the trade deadline. At that point, I feel like. To get more, because I feel like, I feel like you'd be willing to pay the luxury tax for you know, for the year in exchange for a shitload of talent in return. And I agree with you. I think that it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And if it and if it doesn't happen sooner, I feel like it's going to happen at the trade deadline, probably. Unless if the fucking Red Sox are you know, like fucking Stingy. you know, forty and ten or something, and World Series contenders. It's possible, man. It's gonna be. It it's possible. a year after. It's a year after. We we usually do things every every other year. That's the truth, Roof. And <sighs> Lindor has been, you know, since before the season ended, their their you know president and GM and front office and everything were saying pretty much hinting at not keeping him in exchange for a lot of talent, and they they'll get a shitload in return for him and Chris Bryant. There, there was the rumor of Bryant for for. Uh, for Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard, but I feel like maybe the Cubs are are starting to think of the next phase in in the team's career. Maybe they're not gonna trade him for another top level talent. I feel like they're gonna try to get some prospects and stuff in return. Yeah. Um, but Lindor has been rumored to the Dodgers, which would be fucking crazy. Um, and of course, the Yankees are always in talks for something like that. They need a left handed bat. They only have their only lefties right now is gonna be Talkman because Hicks is on the IL. Didi's gone, and they might bring back they might bring back Brett Gardner, so they could be in for Lindor. Although I feel like as a Yankee fan, they should still go after Cole. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna bang that I'm gonna bang that drum until that shit breaks, dog. Man, the fact that the Phillies are making Garrett Cole the number one priority, they'll definitely outpay the Yankees for what they're willing the, to pay for a guy like Garrett the, Cole. The, the way the season went for them last year, I feel I agree with you. Yeah. They're gonna they have to justify spending all that money somehow. They, either either they're just trying to drive up the price to screw some over team to screw another team over in spending. But either way, yeah. the price is gonna go up for Garrett Cole, guys. Cole's gonna get paid, guys. Get ready. You're gonna see history this year with Garrett Cole. Yeah. He's gonna and, get high. And I also saw some rumors about Anthony Rendon ending up with the Dodgers as well. Do they just print money over there? Like at this point. I know, right? <laughs> What I don't understand is that they're both left side of the infield players. So they they still have Justin Turner and they still have Corey Seager. What are they? What's the plan there? Like, what are they going to well, do with those two guys? You know, I think they're trying to move Corey Seager. I wonder why though. He's a good player. Yeah, but I mean, he's you know, he's not like Rendon and Lindor. And I know it's it's not fair because Seager's younger and he he practically missed the whole season 
due to injury, but still, like I think we can. I think at this point, you can you can get a good haul for him if you trade I'm him. I'm doing this. I'm doing this on the fly right here, but I, I recall him having a beast second half of the year. So I'm gonna try to sort some stats here really quick. Um, I'm gonna you, say, what's that? You do that, man. Um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go from hit us with, hit us with the facts. I'm gonna go from June 8th until the end of the season. Eh, it's all right. 284, 326, 511. It's good. That's not bad. I mean, for he's a short stop. He's still under control for two more years, though, too. So he's young as hell, exactly. But Lindor's under control too. I mean, he's gonna get paid through arbitration, but he's under control too, I believe. I don't think he's gonna be a free agent for like another two years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like when you have a and now I kind of, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't sound like you guys. Maybe this is my methodology at all times. But if you have a good enough player, you have a player that's not hurting you at shortstop and Corey Seager. He's a good hitter, hitter. He's a good fielder. Then why not focus your attention on addressing a part of your team that that is actually weak? Like maybe I think it's first base. Oh, no, you have Max Muncy at first base. Maybe. I think it's their because second, of who's. Who's their second base? Or instead of fucking uh, alternating between Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez or whatever, um, get a right fielder or a left fielder or a second baseman or something. I don't know. You know what I think it is? I think it's just that it's the talent that's out there, right? Like yeah. Lindor is like top five. He's a once in a lifetime type of player. Yeah. yeah so I, I guess it's just like when you're looking at it in that sense, it's the same thing I said about Machado. Did you guys, did the Yankees need Manny Machado last season, you know, no, in the offseason yeah. last year when he was looking to to sign a deal? No, but would it hurt the Yankees? No, it would, it would improve the Yankees. So you didn't need Manny Machado, but I think he would have fit great on that team. Lindor is a beast, man. He's not, he's not a free agent until 2022. He got him for two yeah, more man. years. He's a monster. Jesus. Lefty. Yep. Switch hitter. Damn. Switch hitter. That's right. My bad. <laughs> All right. So what do you know about Matt Blake, the new Yankees pitching coach? All I know is that he had been um, promoted by the Indians two days before the Yankees hired him. He's a younger type of guy, more into, of course, the analytics world and this whole bio. What do you call this shit? Biomet- biometrics? Is it biometrics? Like... Biogenesis? Not biogenesis. Um, (laughs) Let's not go there. Too soon. Um, You know, like like the whole fucking uh, Trevor Bauer and the other guy shit. What do you call that? Driveline. Like they have like all those those new modern techniques. The guy from Top Velocity. Um, Oh, yeah. It's it's like that. Like, you know, you're watching yourself on a machine in super slow motion to see what your motion is and stuff. Spin rate, all that stuff. He's one of these guys. Yeah. Um, So fine. I'm fine with that. Like like CC Zabathia said on on his pot on the R2C2 podcast, how the next guy that comes in, not that he was taking shots at Larry Rothschild, but he he said he likes Larry Rothschild. But he's saying the next guy that comes in, if he's going to give players advice like you're doing this with your pitch and that's why it's not moving to to show them what they're doing wrong don't just tell them so it sounds like that's what this guy's all about that he has all the technology he knows how to use all the technology and understands all of this new modern shit where he can show these players how to fix whatever issues that they have and and he's one of these new you know houston astros type guys you know what i'm saying so I'll, i'll give him a shot man we'll see what happens how Just long give me Gary Roth- Cole. <laughs> how long with Rothschild? How long was Rothschild with the Yankees? I feel like it's been forever. He was there for like nine or eight years. Damn, man. Yeah. I never felt like the Yankees pitching was a problem either, though. So. No, because their bullpen hit a lot of their problems. I feel like. Mm. When was it, think about this? When was when was the last? Who's the two hundred inning two hundred inning pitcher on the Yankees yeah. staff? Who's the last ace starting pitcher? Like shut down. Starting pitcher for the Yankees. Well, you know, I thought it was supposed to be Severino, but I also think, and this goes back to what I always say, I also think there's just a, a, a there's a other level of hype around the Yankees players. Like Severino stepped up and he was like, "We got our ace." But well, he was we he really... was lights he was lights out for half a yeah. season, but it was only but, half a season. Exactly half a season. There you go. Good point. Yeah. Thank you. Man. Know so. I th- at the time, we were hoping he could sustain it. He hasn't proven that yet. But and James before Paxton, that, 
Yeah. You know, James Paxton, even though I knew he he would get injured a couple times because he is injury prone, I, I did consider him at one point like that top tier, sh- you know, knocking on the door of top tier pitching. And he did kind of pitch like that in the, the second half. Yeah, those last 11, 12 starts, he was a, he was a monster. He was a shutdown type of pitcher. Yeah. Um, and in that last start in the postseason, he was really good too, even though he he, he got off to a slow start. Um, but the yeah, last pitcher, that, yeah, the the last pitcher, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last. The, I'm gonna make that the cover art that that sticker that I made of his face. <laughs> I think I'm gonna make the cover art for this episode. Um, the last pitcher that the Yankees had a shutdown a starting pitcher was CC in 2009, but homegrown like a player that was there from the start or whatever. It had to be. Andy Pettit, and he wasn't even a shutdown pitcher. He was just a reliable starter. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So before, like before that, I'm thinking, fucking Ron Guidry, probably in the late '80s, late '70s. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. The Yankees really never had. I guess pitching was never there. I mean, unless you count Clemens, but Clemens, he didn't really. He, he wasn't, wasn't that good with the Yankees. Yeah, man, he had the he, Clemens is Clemens is uh. Mythology, mythology, whatever. Uh, the reason Metholo- why Yankee methodology? fans, yeah, whatever. I don't know. His steroid use. Um, <laughs> the reason why Yankee fans held him up so high was because of that one start in Seattle. I think it was in 1999. I think he pitched a complete game, one hit. It was a fucking phenomenal game. But had he wet the bed in that game, I could have seen him gone. Like the Yankee fans would, he would have been persona non grata with Yankee fans because he sucked in the regular season. And he wasn't that great in the postseason either. So you know, now that you bring up that point of when the last time the Yankees had a guy like that, now that that even less of a reason why I feel like they're not going to get Garrett Cole because is like, can you even picture that at this point? Me, I dream about it, man. Yeah, you can dream about it. I mean, I got boners. Yeah, I mean that's cool and everything, but. <laughs> In realistically, in this in this real physical three dimensional world that we have to live in, you know, day to day, can you do? You, can you honestly tell me that they're gonna get him? I I'm, the more I think about it, the more I don't see it happening. I okay, so I hope I, I think it's the missing piece, and if Cashman doesn't do it, then he might be dead to me forever, unless the Yankees pull off a World Series this year. Um, yeah, but. He's he's the missing piece. That's all I need to say. Like, the the proof is in the pudding. The difference between us and the Astros this postseason was that we didn't have a starter that could take us deep into games and give our bullpen maybe a rest enough to to shut them down. You know what I mean? For the most part, we did shut them down. Our, our starters, the stats show that our starters did better than their starters, but. We just didn't have that one guy that could take us into the seventh or eighth inning and just completely demoralize them and steal one game from them. You know what I mean? We didn't have that. So, well, yeah. The, but the way I see it is that the Yankees are going to try to sell you that Paxton was lights out second half. Severino didn't even get to pitch last season, but he will next season. That's what I feel like they're going to try to sell as a, as to why they didn't, you know, empty the bank account for Garrett Cole and emptying the bank bank account for Garrett Cole seems more of like a get me that championship. And as you said, the Yankees or as Cashman said, he's about, you know, championships, not just but, one. But I feel like Cole, but if Cole's 29 years old, he, he could be here for multiple championships. It's not like you're going out and getting Justin Verlander when the Astros got him two years ago, 34 year old pitcher, who was looking like he was on the decline and somehow turned it back around. That you know, that I could see someone saying Cashman isn't gonna make that move because it's a pitcher that that probably isn't gonna be pitching for that much longer. But Garrett Cole could give you six, seven more years. Yeah, but and this he is, could it, get better. Yeah, but this is like the CC Zabathia thing. Like we only you guys only got one championship out of it. Now I'm I agree yeah. with you. They should get Garrett Cole, but it's just they, it's like you said, they're not doing the CC Sabathia thing anymore. They're not just signing free agents and then they're, you know, they're tied with all this money down the road. So I don't know, man. Damn, man. Shit. Why are you trying to shit on the parade, man? Fuck. Should become a Red Sox fan, man. We, we spend money. We put ourselves, we back ourselves up into the wall. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good, man. <laughs> we screw, we screw our franchise for the next 10 years, but we get, we get championships out of it. But you, yeah, you got a chip out of it. That should buy you. That should buy you a decade. Ah, man, I'm good. All right. 
You know anything about this uh, Scott Harris in San Francisco? Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Larry Rothschild in San Diego? I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we move hey, on? Man, I guess that's baseball. Right? Let's move on. <laughs> the NFL. Uh, not too much to get through here, but we'll we'll talk a little New York football. Yeah, I feel uh, like the did... best. I feel like the best game of this week is gonna is tonight, and we're not. Yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, and but New York, you know, the Jets did play the Giants yesterday. I thought it was a pretty interesting game, but then again, I kept thinking to myself, like both these teams are one and seven and two and seven. Like, are they yeah. are they playing good? Is the are these offenses this good, or is it just that it's such a They're shitty trash? competition on the field <laughs> and it's so yeah. funny how the fan base kind of shifts shifts around in uh and i can only base this off of the radio because i listen to a lot of sports radio but it's so funny how the fan base you know people were actually like okay with adam gase at this you know for winning yesterday's game they're like that's, you know that's I, absurd yeah it's like some people were saying like you know it finally looks like they're on the same page sam darnold i guess it took him this long to get over the whole mono thing and now he was getting rolled out more oh i'm like God. nah come on like he's clear to play he's clear to play right yeah and and it's Um, the giants it's not like you defeated the patriots or you know even a meddling team a middle of the road team like the browns or something like that i had to throw the browns in there because they beat your team but um that game was so such bullshit but (laughs) and and not only that it's also not like the jets beat the giants 34 to you know 10 it was 34 27 it was by a touchdown like yeah, that's not good. I don't think that's good. Yeah, you still have uh, as Sa- many wins as the Dolphins do. That's all I have to say. So yeah, Saquon Barkley only had a one rushing yard. I think he had the worst game of his career yesterday. Yeah, um, he- we think he's banged up. Shermer says he won't shut him down. Absolutely, you- absolutely will not shut him down. Absolutely will not shut Saquon Barkley down. I don't understand. I almost even feel like they should bench uh, Daniel Jones and let Eli just finish out the season at this point. Because Daniel Jones takes some of the biggest hits ever. Yeah. And they could ruin him. They could ruin their the guy they drafted in the first round this year with no still, no, no plan for the future. <laughs> yeah. And, and Daniel Jones hasn't looked like he like he looked in the first few games. He, he's looking like a rookie. Um, but he's, I still feel okay with him. I feel like he's going to be a good quarterback moving forward. The Giants have to really work on that offensive line and fix that defense up because part of the, the Yankees, here I go again, part of the Giants, um, personality, I don't know if people get tired of me saying this, but I feel like teams have personalities. The Giants, one of the Giants main personalities is that they have strong, they typically have strong defenses. Like, they're, yeah. They they get to the quarterback. That's a that's a character trait that they've had for a long time with LT, with OCU Manora, with Strahan, with all these guys. Um, and that's something that's missing with this team. But with people calling for Shermer's job at this point, I'm not here to def- to defend him at all. I think he sucks. I think he should go probably at the end of the season. But at this point, did we really think the Giants had a competitive team? Were, were fielding a competitive team, or was this going to be another? you know, shitty season. In my opinion, it was going to be another shitty season. So let them finish out the shitty season and then you fucking, you know, make the changes. Why Why yeah. put somebody else in this position at this point? I guess it, it's never easy watching your team lose to a team that lost to the, the Dolphins a week ago that were like the face of like the laughing stock along mm-hmm. with like the Bengals and the Dolphins of the NFL. Like as bad as the Giants were, Saquon Barkley and what Daniel Jones has shown so far was Kind of, you know, it was it was exciting. Saquon Barkley is yeah. always exciting, even though he has been, you know, playing average, I guess, lately. But it's exciting. It's an, it's it's a more to me, it's a more exciting team than than the Jets, who just look like they gave, they give up after the first mm-hmm. half of every game. Yeah, um, you have to, and at this point, you have to you have to rest. Say, I didn't get to that point. You have to rest. You have to rest Saquon Barkley. He's hurt. He came back too soon. It's clear. Um, save him for next year. Hopefully we can feel the competitor next year and you want him at his best. You don't want him still recovering from whatever the fuck he's doing to himself this season. Yeah. Um, and but uh, the Jets are a joke. The Jets are a fucking joke, man. <laughs> Speaking of the Jets, uh, Sam Darnold <laughs> supports Jets vowing to keep Adam Gaze. And then he says that they can still make the playoffs. 
So <laughs> that guy, I mean, he's clearly should be on concussion protocol at this point, man. Like, for real. <laughs> for them to make the playoffs, it's only going to be through the wild card. And at this point, I think it's the Steelers and the Bills. I can't say shit about the Bills today because the game they lost yesterday was really, really depressing. I mean, I don't even want to get into the, the all the things that pissed me off, but... Uh, I'm not saying the Bills are the wild card team, and I guess Sam Darnold can say that because it is the Bills and the Steelers have a backup quarterback. They're doing all this with a backup quarterback, but still, like you guys would have to go on some kind of a run for that to even be a thought. But why mm-hmm. even say it? Why even bring know. that into 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 the locker room? You know, I I agree. I don't think it I'm okay. the team. I'm okay with believing it. I'm okay with thinking it. I'm don't say it because you know. I don't know, man. That's let's let somebody I mean, look, else the, say it. Their schedule is kind of easy moving forward. They have the Redskins. The Raiders are going to be tough. I think they're five and four this year. Then they have the Bengals, the Dolphins again, Ravens, uh, Ravens, Steelers, and Bills. So they could win. Technically, they should be able to win at least one, two, three, four of those games. Um, Listen, and then they'd have to steal one from the Raiders and the Bills. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and here, here's the thing. That loss to the Dolphins changes everything. Had they won that game and they win yesterday, now they're looking at three and six? Six. Three and six. Mm-hmm. Then I guess you can say something. But that losing to the Dolphins just destroyed everything. And you can't be two and seven after week 10 and think that you're still in run for the playoffs. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, for me, it's let somebody else say it. Not you, the guy that got caught on camera, got caught on on the mic saying that you're seeing ghosts and you had the wor- one of the worst performances <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, don't be the guy. Like, I don't know where you're like, yeah, we can still make the playoffs. Like, I just, you I just think it's it's too soon, man. You you just beat the Giants after losing yeah. to the Dolphins, and you just squeaked out a win against the Giants. You're celebrating too soon. You're like, f- yeah. you're flexing <laughs> way too soon. Like, wait a second. That's beat the Raiders. Flex. Yeah, beat the Redskins and the Raiders, you know, get those two wins out of the way, and then you could start saying, okay, you know, I'm I'm feeling good about my team. I think we could probably make a run here, but you just beat the Giants. Like, chill, relax. Yeah. Good, man. We agree, man. Fuck the Jets. Fuck the Jets. We should, we should get some Jet fans on here to defend themselves, though. We should, man. We know a couple. Yeah. Uh, we should get their, we and- should do like a, we should get their heads examined, like a concussion protocol to those two knuckleheads. <laughs> um. <laughs> Safety, Jermaine, this is our last story for the NFL. Safety, Jermaine Whitehead, uh, he was cut by the Browns after threatening fans on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if you caught that, but he was worked He worked out for the Raiders today, so he'll be sure to land a job, even though he's nice. most likely the psychopath <laughs> getting paid <laughs> to oh hit people. Um, I'm not surprised by any of this because in the NFL, they don't give a shit. You can like beat no. women, and like you know, run people over with a car, and you'll 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 still get a job, for sure. You can't kneel during the Star Spangled Banner, but you can you can definitely you know, choke choke someone out, <laughs> you know, and, and still uh, get a job in the NFL. Um, let's see. He said, "Come get it, blood. Come get in a. Come get in a. Come get in bloodbath." And what? And claimed he was playing with a broken hand. Concluding, don't get smoked. Fuck, fucker, ass, cracker. I guess is what he said. I don't know. Yeah, let me see if I can read some of these, uh, some of these tweets here. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know why newspapers block these things out, man. If you're reporting on a story, report on a story. It's you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, little Johnny from down the street isn't picking up the Washington Post to read this shit. Yeah, and we can get all this. To, we can get all of this regardless. For reals. All right, man. He said to one fan, "Only if you stood ten, only if you stood ten feet from me when you tweet that BS." Then uh, whoever Brian Schofler is says, "Give me the time and place. You suck." And then Jermaine White has said, "80 Lou Groza Boulevard, Brea, Ohio, Fofo 017. Any fucking day of the week, cracker." That's the. I, and I, I'm, I believe those are the practice facilities of the. Of the Raiders, right? That's who cut him. <laughs> oh, it is. I think no, so. No, no, the, the 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 Browns. The cut Browns. Him. The Browns. The Browns. The Browns. The Browns. Yeah, th- that's their practice facility, and then they cut his ass. So he basically 
could have just given the address of the practice facilities to some psychopath to come and fucking shoot them up or something, and then they cut his ass. So they're practice like, dude, like you're you're in the NFL, man. You you make at least six figures to play a fucking game, and I get it. You get hurt. You you know ch- your your lifespan is probably shorter because of the types of hits you take and shit. But come on, man, you're gonna get into a Twitter battle with somebody. Like grow, grow the fuck up. Someone tweeted, "Just saw, just saw two for 110 yards and a touchdown. Fuck boy." And then Jermaine Whitehead said, "Don't get shot at, little bitch. Can you whip my ass? <laughs> Don't get shot at, little bitch. Can you whip my ass? Fuck football. Let me know when you need the address, oh man." My God. I mean, I consider the Raiders kind of sca- kind of crazy anyway, so I feel like he fits perfectly. Again, back to character traits of teams. The Raiders have always been considered a team full of fucking crazy ass people. And, <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> real, real quick though, isn't the public, isn't the training facility like public record? Like, the, did nobody? And you're saying that they cut him because he he gave that address out? No, no, no. They cut him because of his his conduct. But he gave away. He, this this is the, and the the thing is that this is he's not the only one that has done this before. Somebody else. Did something similar, I think, a few weeks back, or maybe it was last season or something. So I might be confusing. So one one of these incidents, they gave away the address of the facilities. I'm assuming that it's this one because he did just give away an address. Yeah. Um, and it was the practice facilities. That's not why they cut him. I'm sure that you know, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. Either way, it's stupid. Yeah, I just looked up. Yeah, I just looked up. Eighty Lou Groza Boulevard. It, it looks like it's obviously associated with the Cleveland Browns. That's, that's what comes up on good old uh, Google Maps. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is in so, where? Uh, Eighty Lou Groza, Ohio. Ohio, Cleveland. Uh, Akron. No, Berea. Berea. Wow. Looks like a school, from what I'm looking at here in the uh, Google Maps. See, this is what you did, whoever the uh, whitehead, not to be confused with, you know, acne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cause confusion, you fuck. Jesus, it looks I like practice facilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the building right now on Google, one of those Google things, and I see a Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, it does look like a practice. To be honest with you, it, I'm, it yeah, is I'm no the, the Cleveland. Pictures. It is the logos practice. there. I can see the logo. Yeah, that only t- that only took us ten minutes to to, to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, people are dumb. I mean, not that it matters. Like the Giants' practice facilities is right off of Route Three in New Jersey. Like it's right there, so it's not like they're hiding it or whatever. But it's, you know, I don't know. It's just yeah. stupid. Plus, he wasn't gonna do shit anyways, man. Like, go to jail he- for tweet by responding to this guy he lost you know what yeah. i mean like that you just gave this guy his 15 minutes of fame he just gave somebody the chance to tell all their friends i got under his skin so much that they cut his ass that's what i did today what did you do yeah i ate the fucking popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> <laughs> have you had that by the way no have you? Yeah, me neither. Did you hear? Did you hear the story about the the one the guy that got stabbed because <laughs> yeah, I did cut him in line or something? By by the way, great commercial for for uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So good, people die for this shit. Yeah, literally. Like, look at our body count. McDonald's. I would just. And I would just. <laughs> so and I'm not even gonna say it. it's too insensitive to whoever that person's yeah. family might be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just uh, let's move on to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, NBA talk. <laughs> this right. is gonna be the shortest NBA. episode of the year, guys. Congratulations! Yeah, man, we're struggling over here. To, we're struggling over here to recap like the, the sports <laughs> week. <'cause, laughs> I, I don't know about Manny. I, I'm struggling over here. Baseball, man, we 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 missed fun. it. We might have to yeah. go away for like a month in order to get some real good baseball content. We might. Uh, but yeah, guys, NBA. To, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I've bar- I haven't watched one NBA game, one NBA minute this year. Um, all I can tell you is that the Knicks are probably gonna fire Dave Fis- David Fisdale. Mm-hmm. I remember when they hired him. Everyone was kind of left wondering why. Um, I did. I didn't get to listen to the press conference, but it looks like the GM 
pretty much threw him under the bus after 10 yeah. games, expecting the team to be better. And I, I saw some of the scores. They've, they've played well on the road, but I guess at home – they're getting. They're, I mean, I, I saw them. They got blown out by the Cleveland by the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Cav- Cleve- God Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. Mm. Uh, I can't name more than two players on the on the Cavs, so it's pretty embarrassing if you did get blown out by them. But still, like I, I don't see how you can throw a coach under the bus when I don't think anyone expected the Knicks to be good this year. Uh, yeah, unless you're, I, unless you're a you know a diehard fan. Yeah. I agree to a point. I think that the Knicks are on paper a better team than they were last year, but somehow they're playing worse. Um, yeah, but, but it's, it's also games. yeah, it's also very early in the season. Anything can happen. I'm not saying that they're going to go on a playoff run or anything like that. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they shouldn't lose. I think how many games did they win last year? Like 17 or something, 18 games or some shit. I think they're going to win more than that this year. Um, and I also think that Fizdale was brought in to be a player's coach. Guys like LeBron James love Fizdale. Um, and they thought that this would attract some players to come over, and they didn't come over. So at this point, they don't have any use for him because that was I think that was their plan, um, which is a stupid plan. And also, Steve Mills needs to shut the fuck up. Like, you've been here since before Isaiah Thomas, and we the, the Knicks have seen nothing but shit since you've been here so maybe you're the problem like maybe you need to go you know what i'm saying and that's what i think needs to happen i, I don't i don't know he's, if you do that in the middle of the season but he needs to fucking go he needs he's the gm he's i don't know if he's still just the president or he or, or, or if he's actually the gm but he was around before isaiah thomas he was the team president um when phil jackson came along he was demoted, but he was still behind the scenes. He still played a, a big role in, in James Dolan's decision makings and stuff like that. So he's been here for a very long time, and we've seen a lot of moving pieces. He's the only piece that hasn't moved, and this team still sucks. So maybe, maybe we should all just start pointing our fingers at Steve Mills. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I was born in 91, so I'm going to say that I don't remember a Knicks team like the one that you remember when you were a kid right that 99 team finals eight years old you don't remember that nah i, I missed it damn i guess um guess it's all i know all i know is that the knicks have always sucked kind of you know the yeah. most relevant thing that i could think of is that they got carmelo anthony and stoudemire which was a mistake mm-hmm. um and that they hired phil jackson i guess to be the president or whatever he was at the time um, which was also a mistake. Carmelo's the Carmelo thing was relevant because it was Carmelo. I think they went to the playoffs one year. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm saying is, is you know, why are these guys still in place making the decision, making the know, decisions man. of the team? Because I mean, it has to be we're, we're looking at a good twenty years already. <laughs> oh my god, wait, more than twenty years. I mean, well, for me, like for my brain to remember. Yeah what the Knicks are. We've um, sucked. I mean, we've made the postseason with Stefan Marbury. We made the postseason a few times and, but it was never, we were never talked about as a championship contending team. The last time that happened was in the nineties, mid, mid to late nineties. And when Jordan retired, that was supposed to be our year. And then fucking Hakeem Olajuwon became Hakeem the dream and fucked everything <laughs> up. Thanks Hakeem. <laughs> uh, but aside from the jets, because the jets are a fucking joke. I think the Knicks have the longest championship drought in New York. Um, I think yeah, it was in, the 70, fun- in the 70s was the last time they won. And the funny thing is, is that they still try to sell you the Madison Square Garden dream as if like it's like this relic of like, which I get it. It is. Yeah, I can't. I is. can't say shit. Yeah. I'm not this like diehard NBA fan. I, I can't speak on what's what it is and what it isn't. But I they try to lump the Knicks into the same breath as like the Lakers and the Celtics. And I just don't see how that's even possible. Yeah, I, I think it's because basketball was born in New York and all that stuff. But no, I, I don't think I don't think you can you can compare the Knicks to the Lakers or the Celtics or even the Bulls for that matter. I think they have they have a lot of there's a lot of um, memorable moments with New York. The the um, God damn it. This shit always happens when I'm trying to make a point. The guy who came from, came out of injury, came out of the locker room. What the fuck was his name? Oh, man. Yeah. I will never guess this in a million years. 
whatever. You had the 90s Knicks with Oakley and Anthony Mason and John Starks and Patrick Ewing. You had your Allen Houston, Stephon, the Stephon Marbury era, the Latrosse Brewells, the Larry Johnsons. You had teams that were contenders. Um, but they, I feel like they never reached the level of, of these, these bigger teams. But like to, to, to counteract what you're saying, they used to say the same things about teams like the Golden State Warriors. They were the laughing stock of the NBA for a while. And then they became the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? So anything could happen. It's just we have to – I don't know why it just hasn't happened for us yet. Maybe maybe we're not signing the right players. But there's a reason why these players don't want to play here. It, you don't ha- you don't need to play in New York anymore to to be the, to have the spotlight. You know, yeah, you, you could don't. be LeBron James and play in Cleveland and still be the you know, be recognized as the best player in the NBA around yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Yep. So, why would you come here, get lamb- lambasted by the New York media? Um, your practice facilities are in green I don't know, somewhere in fucking Westchester, a 40-minute drive without traffic. You know what I mean? Um, why would you want to go through all that shit when you can, you know, go to another state, pay less taxes, have nicer practice facilities? You know what I mean? And not get shit on by the media all the time. Yeah, it can't be easy, man. And like, I'll tell you what, though, whoever decides to come to this team, if they can lead us to a championship, they're going to they're going to they might build a statue for that person outside of <laughs> New York will go crazy. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, just the way that I hear fans, you know, talk about the Knicks, it just—it's crazy how even the Jets. I mean, teams like those franchises, like they've been bad for a long time. It's been a long time since they've had a championship, and people still die with these teams. I, I just, you know, yeah, it's—it's it's interesting. Is all I'm saying. By the way, the player I was thinking about was Willis Reed in Game Seven of was it? The he came f- back and scored like a point or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Hot. Speaking of guys, speaking of guys coming back injury injury into from injury to do great things. Not that this guy has done this. He's I'm trying to make a point here, so I'll just I'll just, I'll just read what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh the NBA sends an official memo declaring that load management cannot be considered an injury. Why did uh. they send this out? Because Kawhi Leonard, one of the biggest superstars in the game, one of my favorite players, uh, he takes it upon himself to rest himself when he feels he needs to rest, obviously. Um, he calls it load management, and he's not the only one that does it. LeBron has done it in the past. Basically, it's, it's I have I have an opinion about this. So they ended up finding they ended up finding uh Kawhi Leonard and, and the Clippers 50k for basically lying that he was injured, that he needed to sit out because he was injured. It was just a load management thing. Now, Mm. for me, it's like, on the one hand, I don't care that Kawhi Leonard sits out because I think in the NBA, it's... They'd have to... They have to get through how many seven-game series to win the finals? Is it four or five? Mm. So, you want these players 100% in the postseason. As of as of now, it has not backfired on Kawhi Leonard. Every time he's taken himself out of a game, especially when he took himself out of playing for the Spurs that one season, he did it for himself. It was you know for his for his own health, and it hasn't backfired. Yeah, I mean the guy clearly knows his body; he knows what he's doing. But in the other, but in the other, uh, on the other side of it, I understand why they don't want this because the NBA is all about the player, and you can't just have Kawhi Leonard. And LeBron James like sitting out of a game, especially when fans go to watch these guys like that. I don't think they care about the guys that are coming off the bench, you know, filling in those roles. But can the NBA really do anything about this? I mean, it's I I feel like they shouldn't intervene in a way, especially with guys like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and they knew that this was going to happen going into the season. So why not address it before the season starts? Um, and say any players that are resting because of load management that don't ha- don't have an injury, you know the team is going to be fined fifty thousand dollars, and then and then the team could figure out a way to hide it better or something. I think the yeah. problem with this was that the game that the that that the load management took place in was like a primetime game on national television, and the timing was really bad on it. Now, now that I'm going to say to the Clippers, you're fucking stupid. Like do this shit on a Monday when you're playing. 
the Knicks, for example, and nobody's watching. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, and it's it's also it's all it also wasn't even like eight games into the season, so right. And you know, everybody this is this was part of the agreement with with the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard was that they were going to be okay with the load management stuff, and you know, fucking just let it be, man. I again, I understand too. I, I you know. I would be pissed. Well, we see it in baseball now. They rest players all the time. It's, it's similar. You know what I mean. So I, I can't even well, use baseball as a, as a as an excuse. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like how the it's it's not just baseball. It's it's every it's a, it's all the three major sports, right? Yeah. So what the hell, man? Were these guys back then really on some shit? Were they really on these greenies and steroids? And and is this the is this the reason why? Is this what the natural athlete product looks like? You know, mm-hmm. rest days. Yeah. They don't go yeah. past five innings as a starting pitcher. They don't yeah. play more than 144 games in a season. You know, b- basketball. They don't play three games in a row. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, is this what the natural athlete product looks like? Um, because if that's the case, then let these guys let let these guys take something. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, and and Jordan, you know, spoke out about it, saying, you know, you get paid for 82 games. That's what you're going to play or whatever. He's against load management. LeBron said something against load management. If I'm not hurt, I'm going to play or whatever. Everybody, of course, everybody's going to say shit like that now. But come on. If if you, you know, we know that the Clippers are going to make the postseason. If Kawhi hadn't hadn't have gone to the Clippers, they probably wouldn't have gotten Paul George. Um, let, you know, if he wants to get rested, it worked with Toronto last year. He only played like 60 some odd games and they went on to win the finals, you know. So, yeah, he was fresh um, for the finals. Yeah, let it be. You had a you had a a beast performance from Kawhi Leonard in the postseason. Um, I would take that trade any day of the week. And I'm like you. I barely watch the NBA in the regular season because my team sucks, and you know, that's life. Yeah, man. The bigger Michael Jordan big, did play. Yeah, I was gonna say Michael Jordan did play most of the season, 80, 82 games, eighty one games. Yeah, unless he unless he was injured, and he was a guy that did play. You know, I felt like he played both sides of the both sides of the ball. Yep. At a at a high level all the time. Truth. So Yeah. And, I, don't I mean know, he man. played there's that infamous flu game where he played with the flu and he was a he was a beast in that game. Yeah. Um yeah, he barely missed games. And I think guys like Kobe too didn't miss you know, barely missed games. Um but these are like I, you know, Jordan and Kobe are di- are a different breed of player. I feel like like they they were, you know, yeah. But that then that's what I'm saying. Like, do we why why do we always give credit to what the what the modern day athlete is like? You know, I, I think I said it a long time ago, like in one of our episodes. Every five years, they try to sell you this this narrative that like today's athlete is bigger, stronger, faster, this and that. Which I think it's to some extent true, but also like. I think it says something like back then Jordan, you know, you had a guy, you had a guy like Jordan who played most of the season and then he enhanced his game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now today you might have a guy that enhances his game in the playoffs like LeBron, but then he doesn't always play the 82 game season or I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, you got a guy like Kawhi Leonard who definitely doesn't play, who can't, who chooses not to play the 82 game season. So have they really improved or is it like, you know, are they improving in one aspect and decreasing in another? I don't know, man. I don't buy. I think it. knowledge. I think knowledge is power, and you have a lot of information now that players didn't have back then. Um, and I think that generationally too, there's a difference. You know, today's NBA players is very me focused, whereas back in the day, you know, in the '90s or whatever, it wasn't so much about me. It, you know, the NBA was a superstar led league. Like, like a lot. It was a lot about the individual players. But the teams that did the best were teams that played like teams. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh, the the Seattle SuperSonics had their Gary Paytons and and Sean Kemp, but they weren't really a contender at any point. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I I think it's a different time. It's a different game. I feel like t- today's player uh, might be superior in, in terms of their athleticism. But in terms of how the game was played in the 90s, where, where the rules were a little more lax defensively and you could throw elbows and shit and block, you know, play much harsher defense. Look at the Pistons back in the 90s. Look at the Knicks back in the 90s. A lot of today's players would be fucking crying in a corner if they had to deal with shit like that. Yeah. Um, so, 
it's like baseball. We can't compare the eras, I feel like. Yeah. Um, And for the last piece of NBA news, why isn't Carmelo Anthony on a team? For um, real, though. I understand that he, like, I was so excited when the Knicks got Carmelo Anthony. And it was, like, the biggest, you know, turned out to be probably one of the worst moves that the Knicks could have possibly made. Especially when Phil Jackson, you know, extended him for a shit ton of money. But he's also not a bad player. Like, he's still a really good player. He's he's still a B-level player. He could be a six-man on a team. A good six-man. Yeah, you know what? I agree. But then why isn't he on a team, right? Because, like, I feel like if you really are, if you can really be that much of an asset to, and again, I, I can't picture Carmelo, I can picture Carmelo Anthony, you know, joining, I can picture a team like, I don't know, I guess the Knicks, right? Not that that would happen, but the Knicks are definitely not playoff contenders. I can picture him joining a team like that and they'll gladly take him, but unless you're really like i can't picture a playoff contending team not take a guy that like an asset like carmelo anthony if they're not taking him then there's a reason for that yeah. did i just confuse that I, I might i might have confused you there what i'm no, saying no, is I, if you're you're yeah. a playoff contending team you have Car- you have the option to take on carmelo anthony they're not doing it for a reason i don't everybody wants to say that they're blackballing him but i think the i think players in the, in the nba run the show so, if he's really if he can really help a team out like a contender, he would have been on a team at the at, at already. I think. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking about a player like Dwight Howard, who nobody wanted to you know touch with a ten foot pole, and the Lakers took a chance on him, and he's actually been pretty good. You know what I mean? Like players can players can change. I guess I don't know. I w- I would give he has so much talent that why not give him a shot. Um, well, I don't think that he would, you know, the Houston Rockets was a horrible move. Um, but a, on a team like the Lakers, for example, a six man on that team, that wouldn't be so bad. Or maybe even the, the, the Warriors who, by the way, they're fucking horrible this year. And that doesn't make sense to me, but, um, yeah, well, I mean, they, you know, the, the Warriors don't have Durant. Obviously he's gone. Steph Curry's gone for the year and Clay yeah. Thompson is also gone for the year. So I'm not surprised that the Warriors, Kind of suck, but for Carmelo Anthony in today's game, I just feel like he's slow and he's not a good three point shooter. So what is he really bringing to? And he doesn't. He barely played defense. Yeah. Towards the end yeah. of his career, so what is he really bringing to a team? Especially again, I can I can definitely picture a team like the Hawks. I guess since the Hawks aren't going to win the at a final anytime soon, they can definitely take on a guy like Carmelo Anthony. But is he going to want to join a team that ha- is not contending for the playoffs? Isn't the whole the point Nets. of Carmelo Anthony the Nets? You really think? Huh? Again, I mean, what is he? What is he bringing? I don't know, man. To me, he's slow. He can't shoot. He really can't. He's not an uh, efficient three-point shooter, and he's not going to play defense. So, what is he going to do? Post up someone and not be able to post them up because he's old. Annoy or? the shit out of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, just disrupt that whole uh, Nets <laughs> uh, team chemistry. Yep. Oh, and well. I don't know, man. But he said he's he said if he's ready to come back to the NBA, two thousand percent. Make that the headline. God, man, he's desperate. He's desperate. Yeah, Jesus Christ! You ever heard of playing hard to get? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a really tight outfit, show some cleavage, but just keep saying no. Just be like, no, no. If I was Carmelo, if I was Carmelo, I would just go to like my local gym every day, pick up a bunch of you know, pick up like. Five scrubs, pick up you know, pick up game three on three, bunch of scrubs, and just upload upload highlights to Instagram all day until you yeah. until a team slides in your inbox. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just upload highlights of me dominating at my local basketball gym, and it, see see if that route works. It's too bad, man, because he was a really good player at one point, and um, I think it's just his style of play you know ran out of style for lack of a better term at the right time like that's when that's when basketball started shifting to the three-point shot and passing the ball around more and yeah you know and that's not Carmelo Anthony he's an iso player he's he's uh James Harden but James Harden is like a thousand percent better like James Harden can knock down threes he can knock down jump shots he can you know he can do it all basically 
Yeah, I don't have a doubt in my mind that like Carmelo Anthony can join a team and, and be good, but I I gotta just in the in, at the same breath I gotta realize no team has taken like he he did get a shot by the way with Houston last yeah. year. Yep, and he was on OKC before that. He actually played the whole season with with OKC, but I mean Houston got rid of him after ten games, so it's like yeah. it's been over know. a year since he played a game. Yeah, crazy. All right, man. I think we're just. I think we might have cracked the hour, man. I didn't think we were gonna do it, but we did it. <laughs> we we squeezed we squeezed everything out of this episode. Word, man. Thanks for sticking with us. If you're, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. We we recorded late last week, so it's you know, we didn't have that much to talk about. You know what I mean? You make a very good point. I didn't think about that. Hmm. We, we could just it like, out at the end of last week. What's that? Yeah, we could we could just make up some headlines and really spread spread some rumors, break that news. <laughs> oh man! So, um, all right. So I guess we'll be back next week, right? Oh, for more NFL news, guys, go check out the Hotheads podcast at wttspod.com, and the replay podcast will be coming back sometime soon. And WTTS Pod is going to undergo some changes soon. The music is by VM Varga. Artwork by Luigi Gomez. For Luis Sanghel Gomez, I'm Manny Gomez. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.